Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast here at Redmond Presbyterian Church, and Happy New Year. This is Austin Ashenbrenner here with you, and I am joined by... Austin Rabine. That's right. You have both Austins coming at you live in... Or I guess we're not live. We're definitely recording. Uh, we're in, live right now. In 2023, and uh, after a little time off, well, time off from the podcast in December, and so we're, we're glad to be back with you. Um we, I think the last time we recorded an episode or had one uh, available was late November. And since then, we have made it all the way through Advent and Christmas and New Year's, uh, which even just saying those things in order makes me tired. Um, and, and that's where we find ourselves. Here we are at, at the beginning of the year. Uh, we want to talk a little bit today about uh, our new sermon series that we're kicking off this coming Sunday that will carry us through January and February. Um, but not just to tell you about our sermon series as a, as a form of a, a commercial, but really to kind of to talk about some of the themes about uh, what we're going to be learning and why these things seemed uh, important to us. Uh, so before we dive into all of that, Austin, how are you doing? How is your holidays and, and, and your break? Where are you coming at? Where are you coming to us from today? How are things going? Yeah, break was great. Uh, I felt really, really relaxed that I would be very energized coming back to work. And then I got here. <laughs> that wasn't the case. <laughs> and now I'm like, can I have two more weeks, please? Yeah. So uh, I, I think January is the month where we all pretend to do things. Um, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm still stuck on that, that college and seminary rhythm of you have the whole month of January off. But that's... That's what I'm feeling should happen. There's something about that that, that seems very right uh, about the, the school schedule, or at least the college school schedule. That Yeah, January, I don't think I've talked to a single person who, after the new year, you know, and after the day off or the day or two off, wears off, and, and we all have to kind of click back into some semblance of normal. Uh, I don't think I've talked to a single person who has said like, oh, I'm just, I'm ready to go. I'm rested. I'm energized. I'm, I'm, um, almost universally seems to be a sense of, um, we're spent, uh, making it, making our way through the holidays is might be joy filled, might be wonderful, but it's always uh, tiring. And then we, we take a few days to rest and, and it doesn't feel like enough as we then try to start back up, uh, for the new year. And, and it always feels like the new year comes in like a tidal wave. Like it doesn't just be like, Oh, it's a no, it's, it's Monday or it's time to start your week. It just feels like, it's like surprise. Remember you didn't plan anything yet for the next <laughs> four months. Right. Here are all yeah. these things that you've deferred that are now waiting for you and the circle uh, back. Yep. And they're, they're not just kind of at that low level of urgency. They're already boiling and you have to, uh, jump into, jump into action quickly. So, um, so that's so good to know. That's where we're both coming to you from. Um, typically, we've we've begun the podcast with questions about what's a space we're enjoying or a place. Uh, we didn't plan that this morning, so we'll uh, we'll think hard about that um, between now and, and next time. Um, but we want to go jump off of that that theme. Well, that 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 place that you and I are both in, and and we assume many others uh, of being a little bit exhausted. Um, and, and feeling a little bit like we don't have enough enough energy or enough um, uh, creativity or, or time uh, to jump into whatever the year demands of us uh, as, as a not-so-subtle segue into our, our sermon series, which we are calling for the months of January and February um, More Than Enough, um, which might sound a little 
um, ironic or a little tongue in cheek. We're not we're not trying to um, be blind uh, or deaf to the to the realities that we're living in. That that things feel like there there isn't enough, and so in that space we turn to. Uh, a book in Scripture, Second uh, Corinthians, Paul's letter to the to the Corinthian church, uh, where among other things, in chapter twelve, we hear this reminder from God that God's grace is sufficient, is enough for us, and so we're kind of uh, using that as as a theme for a lot of what we'll be talking about over the next couple months. And so, um, so first of all, just an immediate reaction, Austin, when when we hear that idea. Um, that, that God's grace is enough for us, especially in the in the context of what we've just said. We're, we're tired, we're spent, uh, it doesn't feel like there's enough of us to go around. Uh, what is that, how does that phrase from, from scripture hit you or, or, or what do you think when you hear there I, is enough? I bristle. Yeah, right? <laughs> I bristle at it and uh, I, I wanna like sarcastic laugh. I'm like, ha, thanks. <laughs> uh, great, great news. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Yeah, right? And, and I, I wonder, and I always find that those are the places in Scripture that, that, that pique my curiosity because if it, if it doesn't feel like it meets our lives in, in a place of reality or honesty, it, it, it feels like at that point we, we have two choices. We can dismiss it, kind of like you know, you're saying, yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Or we can sit with it for a little bit longer and say, what does that actually mean then? Like if, if, if God's... So, God's promise to Paul is, um, my grace is sufficient. In the midst of Paul asking for God to um, remove this thorn from his side, which we don't know what Paul's referring to. There's lots of speculation. Um, we do know in 2 Corinthians, without kind of walking you through the whole book, um, Paul's leadership is being questioned by the, the Corinthian church. There are people who are um, flashier and, and more eloquent and more educated and, and they're they're proclaiming a, a gospel that is more about success and power and wealth. And so into that space, Paul is, is talking about, you know, his own weakness and, and kind of, you know, doing the, the counter argument that it's not about his credentials, it's about God's grace showing up in the midst of his weakness. Um, but yeah, back to your point, like, if if those words of, of assurance are not capable of, of, of meeting us or landing in on the ground in, in the midst of our real lives, then I think we're real quick to just kind of dismiss them and move on, right? Like, oh, that's flowery church speak that, that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, so yeah, I, I wonder like, where are those places do you think for you that... Um, that enough, that then the notion of God's enoughness, if I can make up a word, um, feels like a tension, right? Like for me, I'll, I'll just say for me, um, in a very real sense, when I think of enough, my, my mind goes to money and, and finances, you know, and I wonder like, will there be enough to, to do the things that I want to do for my family and, and still <laughs> pay the mortgage and, you know, all those like very tangible things, um, you know, when, when your car breaks down or, or when some curveball comes at you, you know, that, that you didn't plan for. Um, maybe I've just always been an anxious person, but that's one place my, my mind goes with enough. Like, what does that mean? You know, in terms of dollars and cents, how do I know that God will take care of our needs? Um, and you know, that's a, that's a constant 
lesson of, of um, yeah, learning that on, on the fly. What about for you? What, what are places where enough kind of sparks for you? My enough goes to energy hmm. uh, and probably mostly emotional capacity, especially for, for difficult relationships. Hmm. Um, that, that I put a lot of effort into hoping, hoping they get better and wanting them to get better and then uh, feeling, feeling helpless again in, in certain situations. Yeah. So uh, just feeling like I'm, I have the capacity to play the long game in some of those relationships and, and maintain hope. Yeah. Um, and then have enough energy on the other side of that for, for doing other things in, in my life too. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Energy, emotional capacity, uh, what else? Finances, time, energy. I think, you know, you, you kind of alluded to those things. I think, um, another place I, I, I wonder if, if the question of enough comes up for people is, um, impact, you know, like we look at the world around us and, and we think we want to be people who help. We want to be, you know, in, in the best sense of the word, the church that, that heals and cares for people. And I wonder if enough kind of connects with our sense of, but, but can we really change things, right? Can we impact people's lives? Can we move the needle on big societal problems? Will, you know, will, will our efforts, um, be enough? And I think sometimes it feels like we're, you know, bailing out the ocean with a, with a small bucket and it just feels like it's not enough. Right. And so we wonder, um, you said something earlier as we were preparing, we, believe it or not, prepared just a little bit for this, but uh, we did want today's episode to just kind of be a bit of a, a free-flowing conversation. Yeah, I think it's going to be just enough, Austin. Just enough. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I see, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, you had said something right before we pressed record that, that stuck out for me about um, that oftentimes this notion of, of enough is um, it's something that we, we have to live into, right? Like it's not... It's much less an academic concept that we can just kind of be like, oh, yes, you know, God's grace is enough. And more so, it's something that we only really have access to or learn when the car dies, when the relationship gets difficult, when we find ourselves exhausted and, and, and wondering, you know, if, if we're going to have enough. So say more about that. Can be true only in certain circumstances. Hmm. So, for example, uh, someone who has never experienced neediness in, in any way uh, can't look at somebody else who has experienced a lot of need and struggle and say, don't worry, God's grace is enough for that. Or like, don't worry, we all have enough. Um, because that just completely minimizes the situation that their friend is in that they obviously do not understand. Mm. It's it's like Brene's Brene Brown's empathy. It just, it doesn't work. It doesn't right. land. Um, the same way that someone who is not struggling can't tell someone who is struggling that, don't worry, your struggle is, God forbid, making you more like Christ, or you're going to learn a lot from this. Ooh. That is just the worst thing you can say to someone. But if it's the person who's struggling that says, you know what, I'm actually learning a lot from what I'm going through right now. Right. That That is when it's true. Yeah. You know, someone who is experiencing... The, the mystery of enoughness when they 
don't seem to have enough. Yeah. Like that's that's when you when you learn something new, that's when it's a, a, a true a true thing, a true mystery. But mm-hmm. again, like I can't tell you that you have enough when you don't. You can't tell me that I have enough when I don't. We can sure. only come to learn that for ourselves when we're when we're mm. going through it. I like that. Yeah, it's not prescriptive. You can't right. say, don't worry, when you find yourself at the bottom of, of the pit, you'll have enough. It's descriptive in the sense that when you're there, I wonder what, what enough looks like for you or, or, or where are you learning that or or, um, or is that the case? You know, again, I, I'm struck by, so the passage of scripture that will start the sermon series with this coming Sunday, January 8th is, you know, this my grace is sufficient for you. But but what sticks out to me in that is Paul asks God repeatedly to for relief, right? Like to, to take away this thorn in his side. So it's not something that Paul comes to easily or lightly and says, oh yeah, everything's fine. Or, or somebody told me once that, you know, God's grace is enough. He's, he's, he's learning it, you know, in, in process on the fly or, or in the midst of his life. And so I appreciate what you were just saying that, yeah, we, we don't come to this conversation well rested and full of energy. Have you know we we didn't all just come off of a sabbatical where we had months off to relax and read wonderful books. We're tired, and we're starting a new year, hoping that things will go well, but not really sure. And you know, there's just, there's just lots of those things where um, perhaps this is a time to to come open-handedly and, and open with open eyes to this question of, yeah, what, what might enough look like? And so I, I hope what, what we're presenting or what we're communicating is, is not this, like what you just said, this, um, Hey, everybody, it's, you're going to be fine. Everything's in, there's going to be enough, but rather, Hey, let's together approach this year with those kinds of questions, right. Or, or in the midst of those spaces, what, what does, that phrase, my, my grace is sufficient for you or enough. Uh, what does that mean? How will that show yeah, up Yeah, I think something we've also been talking about is living in tension mm-hmm. rather than having to, to figure things out right away or d- decide on something right away. Um, so hearing that, that God's grace is sufficient for us or my power is made perfect in your weakness is another one. Yep, um, that comes right instead up. Instead of... Yeah just accepting that as good news and feeling jolly <laughs> or completely writing it off because that, that is missing our lived situation. Yeah. How, how can we let that be something that we're wondering how it might be true? Right. Um, and which I think, sorry to cut you off. I think is, is a much more healthy and generous place because when you were just saying a bit ago, you, you simply can't come to somebody else who finds themselves in a place of need or exhaustion or pain and say, God is enough. You're, you're going to be fine because that, that trying to paint a silver lining on somebody else's cloud or whatever, it's, it's dismissive. It's dangerous. It's harmful. It's, it's, it's not using like, scripture to gaslight a little bit. Right. Like, and no, you thought you were in pain, but don't worry. Everything's fine. God says you're in a good spot. Right. And, and ultimately it's not, loving right like it, no. if, if it's between you and me it, it allows me to stay distant in a, in a in a place of safety for myself and I don't have to get anywhere near your pain or struggle because I can just kind of lob you know bumper sticker theology at you and and and, and walk away leaving you in this kind of place of disorientation going 
wait a second, you know, and, and, and so yeah. to draw near and to say, yeah, what, let's together ask the question, hold these things open, explore what this might mean. I think whether that's something we do here at church on a Sunday morning, whether it's something we do with our neighbors or friends or people who we're in relationship with, yeah, I, I, I like the way you frame that because it, it, it feels more loving, feels more honest, feels more like what we're called to do. Well, that phrase, what it might mean, I think is essential. That, And coming off of Christmas, thinking about Mary and wonder, and uh, I, I love that that state of mind that, that contemplating Mary gives us of wondering how this could be, wondering how this might be true, and, and that leaves room for... Yeah. For, for all sorts of, of new ideas. And, you know, going back to Second Corinthians, um, in my very preliminary research and uh, in, in interaction with the book, it, it seems like some of the other, the, the flashier people that the Corinthians are listening to are, are preaching a gospel of success um, in a way that they think not only that Paul is not enough in himself, but that, like, the gospel... The gospel is not good enough if it's not giving us what we need, and um, yeah, just minimize that whole cross thing, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that uh, prosperity gospel, and yeah. so like, if we're saying, no, we really don't have what we need, I I want to question that in myself without feeling dismissive to other people's needs, and say yeah. like, am I am I seeing my needs in a in a correct light? Do I really need the things I think that I need? Um, and what, yeah, what does it mean for, for God's grace to, to fill in that gap in a way that I can be content when things are not okay yet right. or are not going to be for a long time? And yeah. that's, that's something that I've absolutely been sitting with personally and don't have an answer with. So come, yeah. s- come sit with us. <laughs> exactly. That's the invitation. And, and I think you, you, you summed it up well there that, um, that yeah, we get to, 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 to step into that. I mean, the, the hope, the good news, the, the promise that we do here in that is that, that God is with us, that, that God does not abandon Paul in his um, in his pain or in his struggle in the same way we, we can lean on that truth that God is with us. What does enough mean? What does it look like? That we don't know. Um, and that, yeah, we get to, we get to walk that road together and do that prayerfully and thoughtfully and... Um, yeah, again, the last thing that I want to hear or that I want to preach or put out there is, um, hey, don't worry, everything's going to be just fine, you know, kind of thing. But but rather to say, um, yeah, we're, we're tired. We, we might be anxious about the road ahead or, or what enough looks like. So let's bring those things together uh, to God and, and, and explore what that might look like. So... That's where we're headed. Um, this is a short little episode. I, I think we're right around the 20 minute mark right now. And, and so we'll we'll move towards the, the wrap up here. Um, but we do hope you continue to join us, whether that's in worship on Sunday mornings here at Redmond Presbyterian Church or online uh, as you follow along. Um, most of all, because we'd sure love to invite you to be a part of this conversation. You being uh, the listeners out there um, to to join us in exploring what, what does enough look like? What are the, where are we asking those enough questions? Um, where does that, that hit you? And, 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 and perhaps what are you learning uh, as you, you bring those questions to, to God and in, in, in prayer? So what do you think about all that? 
I think that sounds great. And I think that uh, my hope for people this January, especially, is that even though we still have to do things, that you find small ways to hibernate like mm. all of the other mammals are doing right now. <laughs> they, they might know something that we don't, right? Good advice. I like that. Yeah, there's, uh, I think there's some permission right after Christmas, before New Year's, to take a day or two to kind of be quiet and rest. Seven. It, or, it might have felt like two, but or, it was probably seven. Or, or seven. But for some reason, that permission dries up really quick in January. And so I think that is helpful permission to say the days are still short. The nights are still long. It's cold. Take a few days. Take take the time you can whenever you can find it to, to rest and breathe. and uh, Stay in your pajamas all day. You, you heard go. it here first. <laughs> awesome, Rita. She endorses it. Awesome. Well, again, everyone, thank you for joining us this week. And we look forward to... Uh, to many more of these in the, in the coming weeks. <laughs>